Welcome back. Good to have you this hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Brought to you by, in part, our friends at Point Brewing. Which, by the way, they just opened up a new brew house in Stevens Point, And the brewery tours are open. So if you're in the area, new brew house just opened up up there. I saw my buddy Joe Martino out there making a big speech out in front of Point Brewing. So if you're in Stevens Point, tell Joe hi and uh, stop in and check it out. And uh, Stevens Point and uh, the Point Brewing people been around since 1857. And a uh, good sponsor right here over my shoulder, as a matter of fact. The people that made us that fine sign, it says the Bill Michael Show. Got to get some better lighting in here, though. So one, the, the studio is awesome, uh, and it, it it's getting better each and every day. Uh, and I love the new setup. I, I can't say thanks enough to everybody that uh, helped out. But, uh, yeah, we got to get some different lighting in here. There we go. Um so, uh, by the way, for all of you jumping on for for the network, with a full network, or the, the full of bass network now is on with us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, at Ben Z. Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y. Uh, Instagram, The Bill Michael Show. Same thing over on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Subscribe for free over on YouTube and on Twitch TV. Uh, simply YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And you can email the program, uh, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website is thebillmichaels.com. Download the app, WOZN Madison, uh, WOZN, the zone Madison. And you can listen to us after the fact on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So. There you go. Hey, um, Ben, I, I was listening this morning. So the zone in Madison has a golf outing coming up? Yeah. Yeah, later this summer. It's in June, I believe. Oh, uh, it's in June. Where is it at? That is a question for Nelson. I do not have it on the top of my okay. head. Um, so I, because I had, uh, I had somebody asked me and said, hey, I heard uh, you guys have a golf outing. And I said, well, they don't invite me. It's on a Saturday. It's like June 25th or something like that, right? I'm sure there's an open invitation. Okay. Because I thought it was during uh, the week, like during the day, and we were doing the no, show. No, it'll be on a, come out there and do on a show. Friday or Saturday. It's on a Saturday, I think. right? I think it's on a Saturday. So, uh, but, um, but yeah, next year, I don't know if I can make this year because I heard the date and I thought late June, usually late June is uh, when we're doing, you know, a lot of on-site stuff, but. I come out and do that. June twenty fourth, Ed- Edgerton, uh, Edgerton Town Country Club. Judge Mail's burner account says June twenty fourth. Okay, maybe we can make that June twenty fourth. It's a Saturday. Um, yeah, maybe we can make that. We'll we'll see. Maybe we can make that. Uh, John from Tinder, or John Tinder, I said, not John from Tinder, but John Tinder says, uh, Favre and Rodgers were Hall of Fame players for sure, but didn't show out in the playoffs like some other Hall of Famer quarterbacks did. It, uh, I'd have to check the win-loss performance record, but uh, you got to validate that. Uh, it's Edgerton, he said. Spencer said. It's in Edgerton. Thank you very much. Um, do you have the playoff records of both Favre and Rodgers? Could you pull that up for me, Ben, when you get a chance? Yes. Pull up both of those. Um, Favre had uh, a lot of opportunities. And like I said, they went into the game against Denver way too cocky. They were the better team. They had a better defense. They should have won that, hands down. 
the obstinance of not putting somebody on Plaxico Burris cost the Green Bay Packers. Um, otherwise, and, and going back to that 2011 season where the Packers were 15 and 1, 14 and 1, um, was they, they offensively, they were a juggernaut. And Romeo Cornell, and I, I say this all the time, Romeo Cornell figured it out. He, he said, punch him in the face of the line of scrimmage. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs at the time weren't that good. And Romeo Cornell was the head coach, and they they just beat him up. And that's what gave New York the blueprint to come into Lambeau Field with Eli Manning and company and beat the Packers, uh, for sure. Because they just didn't allow Jordy Nelson and company to get off the line of scrimmage. They just didn't. They just beat him up. And they put a ton of pressure on Rodgers. The offensive line just started to crumble. And the defense just didn't have an answer. And so, you know, uh, you're right, Rick. Al Harris. Al Harris was alone on him. And it, he just they just threw it high. Eli Manning had a hell of a game that game. He came in and destroyed via Plaxico Burris. Burris destroyed the Packers defensively. Everything was high. And give it up for Al because Al was in his back pocket a lot of those a lot of those plays, he just he couldn't go up and get it. Plaxico Burris, give him credit. He was a very physical wide receiver, tall wide receiver, long arms, and just made catch after catch after catch. And they ran a lot of stuff over the middle. A lot of crossing patterns kept burning the Packers. And they just, Dom Capers just would not adjust. They just kept saying, we're going to play our defense. We're going to play our defense. Well, clearly your defense through halftime, you were getting your ass stomped. And... It was three quarters of the game before they finally made the adjustment, and by then it was just too little, too late. But so, what was the record? Do you have it? Yes, Aaron Rodgers is currently eleven and ten. Now, I don't know if you want me to include Favre's records with teams not named the Packers, but sure, Favre with the Packers was twelve and ten. So he has Aaron by one game. Then he was one and mm-hmm. one in Minnesota, so thirteen and eleven overall. Rodgers. Now, in 2007, Mm -hmm. do you count the game that Rodgers was on the bench for uh, and the the Packers lost, right? No, no. Because that would make him... I wouldn't count uh, that. Or 11 and 11. I'm struggling with math over here, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but now close. David's, you know, far would have, far would have had a better record if Wolf didn't make the, uh, the fart in the wind comment, you know, look, stop, stop. Yeah. And William, uh, cause William says Favre has 13 playoff wins and Rogers has 11. Also Favre has more playoff losses. So there you go. They're basically the same for those that want to point the finger and say, oh, my God, look at what look at what Favre has versus – it's like, no, they were both the same player. Um, so um, – One of them does appear to be a what? little bit of a better guy off the field, generally speaking, when you speak of – Correct. Diva. Yeah, when you, you speak of that. What's happening these days. The uh, Yes. So here's the thing. Flat Smack says Favre won two NFC Championship games. Rodgers just won. Very superficial comment because Rodgers is one and four in five championship games. Three of which they shouldn't even have been there had it not been for Rodgers. So don't hand me that. 
They had no business playing in Atlanta for an NFC Championship game, and they had no business playing in San Francisco in an NFC Championship game. None. None. That that team was not worthy of an NFC Championship run. It was far, or it was a Rodgers that got him there. By, by easily, easily, because the pass and the game that he played in Dallas with the bad calf muscle was solid as solid gets. The defense just wasn't that good. And then once they got to Atlanta, they got dump trucked. And the defense, remember, Mostert ran wild. Garoppolo didn't even have to throw the football. They got dump trucked in San Francisco. Favre, on the other hand, had, <laughs> you look at the defense, defense that Favre was playing with, with Reggie. Yeah, he won two NFC Championship games in back-to-back seasons with that team, with Reggie, with Gravedigger, with Santana, with Jones, with Leroy. You look at the offensive line he had, the weapons he had. Come on, man. Can you even begin to compare that to the likes of Ryan Pickett, Cullen Jenkins left the year after they won the Super Bowl. Cullen Jenkins was gone. You still had, you know, Howard Green and company. You know, I mean, you, you just didn't have the same beef. You didn't have the same defense. Charles Woodson played really good. You you, you had the growth of Nick Collins. You had a couple of guys go down with injury. Get, no, come on. Come on. Offensively speaking, pound for pound, you'd probably take Aaron's offense over Brett's de- uh, over Brett's offense, but you clearly would take Brett's defense over Aaron's defense. So, no, nope, 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 wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I just they they, they should have never. I just remember being at those games and thinking to myself, how in the hell did they get here? Like everything fell into place and Rodgers played solid and the offense did just enough and the defense did just enough to get there. And had it not been for a miraculous, unbelievable Rodgers off-the-back foot throw to Jared Cook on the sideline and then a kick through the uprights by Mason Crosby, they don't end up they don't end up at all in Atlanta touching an NFC championship game. And let's let's also be honest, in the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field, yeah, it's as much Rodgers' fault, but you can look at, at Aaron Jones. He got hit, fumbled away the football. The team wasn't the same since. Defensively speaking, they, they weren't that good. You know? And you're right, Kyle, losing Nick Collins' injury was, was so – you just thought you could replace Nick, and, and, and no, Nick was on his way to a Hall of Fame career, man, had it not been for that neck injury. No, 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 no. You know, so it, it just, you can argue till the day is long, but no. Pat, I, I, Favre was a tremendous quarterback, and I will argue to the day is long, Rodgers was a better quarterback. Did he have the same heart? Is, is, if Rodgers had Favre's heart or Favre had Rodgers' mental capacity and ability to throw the football, you combine them, it's the ultimate quarterback. It's the ultimate quarterback. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670.
I mean, there's there's still I mean, uh, the the Seattle game will just forever be a punch in the gut, forever be a punch in the gut. Just I still to this day can't figure out how how just blatantly stupid some of the players were on that Packers team to lose that game. I, I just, to this day, I, I believe that I believe in that game where and admittedly Rodgers didn't have a great game, but they had that game. That was one of Mike McCarthy's best coached games short of the third quarter when he took his foot off the gas offensively. Short of the fourth, that third quarter, he went, I think, two or three series where he went run, run, run. He, it was like he was battling the clock at that point. It was way too early in the game to do that. And you turned it over, and Russell Wilson and company went down and scored and tightened things up. But there was just so many mistakes, player-led mistakes, that I, I, I did, to this day, that's a punch in the gut for Packers fans. It just is. Uh, John says that Patrick Mahomes playoff record 11 and three, but look, he's, he's been fantastic. There are guys, uh, Tom Brady being one of them that just in the brightest of of bright lights, step up. They just come to play. You, you look at who could you say that about today? You Patrick Mahomes leads the list. Um, maybe in the young career, you could say Joe Burrow. I don't know what his postseason record is, but the, there's there's something to the wherewithal of a player who stands tall in the brightest of lights. Rodgers did it in Atlanta, that first real playoff run. He pl- he played extremely well in that game against Arizona, the game in which they lost. I mean, he brought him back. That defense got shredded, shredded early on in that ball game against the Cardinals. And then Rodgers just brought him back. I mean, it was it was phenomenal to see them play that way, and then ultimately to get hit, sacked, fumble, and then you know the game over. But uh, it was man, Kurt Warner had an amazing game, and to watch he and Rodgers battle each other back and forth was just it was disappointing because the Packers lost. But at that moment, you thought, okay. That that's your learning moment. And then they bounce back and look at what they did after that. But that game he played in Atlanta against the Falcons on their way in the uh in the NFC semis before they, they won that game and then it put them in the uh, NFC championship game in uh, Chicago. That game in Atlanta, I'll never forget I was riding down the elevator with Steve Young and Steve Young um, and I had met him uh, as a part of the broadcast up, uh, you know, a couple of days earlier because I was in Atlanta the whole time and he was there and ESPN crew was there and we got to talk and he said that was by far the best and most surgical performance by any quarterback in the postseason that he had ever seen. And that was just like off the charts. So and and he just rose in that moment. And then obviously not a great game in Chicago, but enough to get the win and then they go on to win the Super Bowl. But uh I you know I I don't know which loss is worse in Packers lore, the uh, the Mike Sherman Brett Favre fourth and twenty six in in Philadelphia, or that that loss I, I would say the loss in Seattle because it was an NFC Championship game and had they won that game, I firmly believe they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They they had that momentum they were rolling, 
and uh, and they just they just never got there. So anyway, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends uh, at Every Plumbing and Heating, serving La Crosse, Jackson County, Vernon, Monroe, Trempolo, all of that out there. Founded by the Korean War veteran Clayton Every back in 1969, who turned it over to Dennis, and Dennis just turned it over to his son Craig. Third generation. They're looking for good people, too. So if you want to give them a call, 608-783-2803. They'll keep that call confidential. If you're looking to jump ship from somebody else, that's fine. But if you are looking for a quality company to work for and a veteran-based company, that is our friends at Every Plumbing and Heating. Hiring uh, right now licensed plumbers, contractors, and such uh, in that area out there. They're located, by the way, in Onalaska. So give them a call, 608-783-2803, and they are a proud supporter of the motorcycle ride, the Big Units Poker Run, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the four seasons island resort hey if you're looking for a new destination for maybe your corporate meetings or a conference they've got over ten thousand square feet of banquet space and they're looking maybe for lodging catering a lot of activities if you just want to go up and hang out they've got the added value of say golf or pontoon cruises and a whole lot more including the utv and the atv trails They've got so much going on up there. And then Pine Mountain, if you're looking for a destination in the UP for a big meeting or conference space, you can check that out as well. Uh, You can't go wrong in either place. And if you tell them uh, Bill Michaels, you heard it on the show, the Bill Michaels 15, you get 15% off your stay. Call Barb to set set it all up, uh, whether it's weddings or conferences or you just want to get away. 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. And we've got a weekend stay that uh, they donated to the uh, the Fisher House ride. So they are a big supporter of veterans and our Fisher House ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. And if you're looking for um, a job, whether it's a summertime job, wintertime job, whatever it is, they're hiring. And uh, with new ownership, new management, they are really, really, really putting an emphasis on their employees. They want you not only to have a job but a career and feel like a part of a family. They are really efforting to wrap their arms around their employees because they said, look, if the employees are happy, the employees are going to make the guests happy, and if the guests are happy, they're going to continue to come back and spread the word. And it's always been a hidden gem in the state of Wisconsin and in the UP, but can't say thanks enough to them. They are really taking it to the next level. So get a hold of our girl, Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. Great stuff. Four Seasons Island Resort and also our friends up there in the UP at uh, Pine Mountain. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to our buddy Gerard, uh, listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Um, look, there's three things I'd like to talk about. Don't forget that giant game. They couldn't stop the run either. Bradshaw ran all over them. Remember that? Yeah. So they couldn't stop yep. the pass. I forgot about that. They couldn't stop yep. the run. You know? So, look, I, uh, yep. and I want to talk about the draft in a minute. But anyway, I want to say something about Ben. Uh, look, I, I go back to talk. Uh, Sports Talk Radio, the Bill Mays, or the Pete Franklin. His, you know, his signal was so big, we got it in Jersey. 
and Art Rush Jr. and all these guys. Mm-hmm. But the producers back then, they never interjected with the with the host. You know that. But today is a little different. I have not heard a more knowledgeable guy doing that than Ben. I mean, he really you you got to miss this. You're gonna miss this guy. Uh, I don't that mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely, he's, he's really tremendous. He Thank really you, is Gerard. tremendous. I appreciate it. You, you, you're welcome. And uh, I, even though I don't like the radio station, he's going to Bill. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, Bill. Uh, look, you guys were talking about. I heard you from where I was. But anyway, you guys were talking about. Uh, ben was saying eleven wins. You were saying eight or nine wins or whatever. You know. Here's the way I look at it. I would prefer them, obviously, to get 11 or 10 wins. That would be outstanding. That would be incredible. But if they're not, I don't want them to be mediocre. Here's my theory. If Love has a really good year and they lose many games by three to six points and they're playing halfway decent, but they're just, like I said, getting barely beaten, they only win five games, that's what I either want. I either want that way or 11 wins. I don't want you know, nine and eight or eight and nine. I don't want that because that just screws you in the draft and every other which way. So, you know, you know, that's what I would look at, Bill. So I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Uh, Well, uh, first, before you get to your comments on the draft, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to see progress. I don't want, what I don't want to leave this season with is still the same questions we have going into this season. Is Jordan Love the real deal or not? Uh, I want to be able to say definitively that, yeah, we saw growth. Yeah, we saw leadership. Yeah, we saw accuracy. Yeah, we saw all those things. And maybe it was just a matter of some injuries, uh, some guys developing youth and an experience and what have you that ultimately cost them. So if they're going to be a top 10 draft choice, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers next season, I'd rather it be because of that than having Jordan Love be a huge question mark. And now you got to go find yourself another quarterback, whether it's Caleb Williams or somebody else. And the whole bit, I'm Makes pretty sense? happy with it. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty yeah, I'm happy with go the ahead. draft. You know, I'm pretty happy with the draft. I'm glad with the two tight ends. I think he drafts really wise, wisely. And I think the criticism of Goody is, is kind of ridiculous. You know, and I just want to say this. You were talking about the comparison between Favre and Rodgers. I heard, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to mention say Tom Silverstein, and he was talking about that. Yeah. And he said if he had to win one championship game, he would choose Favre because Favre has that toughness about him that he would be able to do mm-hmm. it over Rodgers, even though Rodgers is obviously more talented. We, You know, we know that. You know what I'm saying? But Favre right. seems to have that. It, you know, that, that, that special quality that, you know, that, uh, you know, blood and guts, we used to call it, right? So, <laughs> right. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, agree. You know, I don't know, Fraud, you know, so that's that's the way I look at it, too. You know, I, you know, not leaving. No, I appreciate problems. it. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I, if you had to, well, that's a great question. If you had to win one, who would you go with? And I, I, my gut, when you mentioned that, my gut reaction was to go with Favre because of the tenacity. You know, um, uh, he's going to run it in. I still picture Favre putting the Packers back into the postseason for the very first time against Atlanta at County Stadium and getting hit at the line of scrimmage and sticking the ball into the end zone in that uh, in that right corner and, you know, just taking the beating to do it. But he was not going to be denied. And that that type of tenacity you you can't 
just make up. Um, there's And like I said, if you would have put the hard line of Brett Favre into the ability of Aaron Rodgers, you would have the ultimate quarterback. Rodgers wanted to prove everybody wrong, but when Rodgers had a chance to be Brett Favre in the game against Tampa Bay, he chose to throw it into coverage rather than to run it into the end zone and basically say, I will not be denied. And that was a very telling moment for a lot of people, including Matt LaFleur. Now, Matt LaFleur kicked the field goal, which I never would have done. But, yeah, that was uh, that was an incredibly telling moment. I, I would agree with you. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Talk to John listening to us in Chippewa Falls. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? Thanks, Bill. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. But um, I don't really comment on a lot of this stuff too much, but I see you making a, a mistake um, that a lot of people make comparing uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you there? Well, yeah, uh, here, go ahead. One, okay, one person you're forgetting to talk about is uh, – could change the game in, in a heartbeat. Um, he's explosive, unstoppable, and I you don't mention Amon Green ever. Correct. I would agree with that. He doesn't get mentioned nearly enough for what he did uh, as a running back for the Packers. I agree with that. Okay. I guess that's the only point I wanted to make. They've never had a back like that before, and, and they don't come along that often. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate the, the phone call. I, yeah, I agree. I, I appreciate it. Um, Amon Green, when, uh, boy, uh, I tell you what, they have not had a consistent running back that you – now, I, I will say this, John, the game has morphed because of the passing game, because of quarterback play. It is no longer about – you know, grinding the ball and beating down a defense. Now it's a vertical game. It's a vertical and a horizontal game in the, in the sense of just opening up the field downfield. It's all about the chess match of the passing game. So as much as I would agree with you that you don't talk about him on green enough, it's only for the fact that now we talk about all the comparisons of wideouts. You know, what Jordy Nelson, what Greg Jennings, what Donald Driver, what James Jones, what all of those guys brought to the table and the arsenal of weapons to throw to. Now, admittedly, Brett did not have uh, that type of arsenal uh, with that level of talent um, because it wasn't, it, you know, Ron Wolf will say he didn't get him enough talent, you know, in that aspect. Uh, so Amon Green was that guy. I agree. But it was also a game where you had a guy like William Henderson who was impactful and playing, playing fullback, but you don't even carry a fullback anymore. You know, John Kuhn was really kind of the last, you know, big fullback, I guess, that uh, was relied upon in any way, shape, or form. Um, the, the, the game has just changed. So that's part of the reason you don't talk about, uh, you don't talk about Amon Green. And I've said this, and I am a, a, a loud pounder of the drum on this. You, Brett Favre does not win a Super Bowl without Reggie. It has to go hand in hand. And Aaron Rodgers does not win a Super Bowl without Charles. It goes hand in hand. Both of those guys had the ability to dictate a game defensively and lead. Both of those guys were natural born leaders. 
and to the likes that we have not really seen since. So both of those guys, you you do not win a Super Bowl without. You know, we can talk about the Nick Collins interception and the Gravedigger sacks and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, you, you know, Reggie turned that tide in that game against the Patriots. He just basically went one, two, three. I'm going to not only end this thing, but I'm going to get you the ball back if I can. And then you had Charles Woodson, who was, you know, now granted he broke his collarbone in the Super Bowl, but getting you there, the defense that he played along the way in Atlanta, in Chicago, the speech of the if the president want it, doesn't want to come see us, we'll go see him, and the leadership, you don't win that Super Bowl without those two guys. Either Super Bowl, without a doubt. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Our friends at JL Tire and Service Center, they're out there in Watertown and Johnson Creek. And if you look just north off of 94 at the Johnson Creek exit, you're going to see the great big Goodyear sign out there. And that's where they're located. And whether you're driving around and you need an oil change in your car, um, whatever, maybe an SUV or minivan, or if you're a big rig driver and you're listening to the program, maybe on the app, you're cruising around the state of Wisconsin and maybe you need some brake repair, tire repair, you have an emergency. Get uh, They have a big service center for 18-wheelers over there, too. So uh, either way, check out our friends in Johnson Creek, J&L Tire and Service Center, and they have a location on Boulder Road in Watertown, Wisconsin, as well. That's J&L Tire, hugely philanthropic into the community and very honest, which you, what you want in somebody who works on your car. Very honest, very reputable, and just very good people. Say hi to Lyle and Chad and everybody. J&L Tire and Service Center out there in Johnson Creek and in Watertown. Um Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, uh, please feel free. Uh, good discussion going on today, for lack of a better term. Uh, by the way, coming up here at the top of the hour, Rob Reichel is going to be joining us. So looking forward to talking to Rob about everything that's going on via the Green Bay Packers. John in Atlanta, you're next up. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, good. Hey, Bill and Ben. Hey, I love the topic, and maybe I'm a little off kilter here, but I just got two questions as far as the divinist. You know, that they, that they both developed. So my question is, would you agree mm-hmm. that once they became divas, they never got back to another bowl? Is that a true statement? Absolutely. Okay, okay. So that's kind of a, just, I guess, kind of a given. So the second question is, how does a, di- a diva develop? And that's kind of, I think honestly, I think that's the bummer of the last 30 years. We always go back to why they didn't get back and horrible defenses, you know, Kaepernick running all over us. We always go back to those situations. But the making of a diva, like, could could have – this is a kind of – you know, I don't know if it's a real question. Or not, but You know, I appreciate the phone call. Something from That's a great question. Um, I, boy, I, I think what happens is um, I look under, under Mike Sherman with Brett Favre and – when Favre hinted at retirement, and like I said, I'll, I'll never forget that day. The atrium opens up. 
Fan Fest is going on. Bob Harlan is so proud, and uh, the, the, the franchise is basically saved for years to come. And when Favre came walking out of the door, because at the time the organization was starting to, you know, really, you know, hey, Brett, boy, we got to make sure that, you know, you're in the right space and the right headspace and peace of mind. And, you know, we, we, we want to come, we want you to come back. And I think what happens is you, you have one or two ways to go as a person, as a human being. You either look at it and say, man, they genuinely want me and I got to dedicate myself and I'm going to work hard and what have you. Or when they're giving you money, they're giving you freedom, they're giving you, you, you have the ability to take advantage of it. And I think in both the case of Favre and Rogers, it kind of went to their head. Now, uh, in Favre's case, Favre was just, for lack of a better term, Favre was kind of one of us, right? Favre was a hunter. He was a fisherman. He enjoyed his beer every now and then. Um, he went through some of the same problems that many of us do. Um, you know, he, he but, but he, he, they just kept throwing money at him. And here, same thing with Rogers. Here you go. And then he, then his dad passed, but there was the adulation of, oh, my God, Brett's coming back. Oh, my God, this is great. And you've got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people just jubilant that you're walking through that door again. And that, to me, was the beginning of, oh, my God, you know, Brett Favre's coming back. And, and oh, my God, thank you, Brett, for coming back. I mean, that, that was kind of the, the, the feeling. And so Favre let it go to his head. Rogers, Rogers really wasn't that – just because I talked to people that used to work – well, maybe they still do, uh, and, and some still do – work the sidelines. And, and when Olivia Munn came into the, the picture – and I want to say the Hollywood attitude. I don't know if that's correct, but I want to say the Hollywood attitude. And then the disconnect with his family. And I just remember there was a comment, and this is, I'm not going to say who said it, but there was a comment that Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn, now this, I don't know 100% if it's true, so I'm, I'm telling you now this was the, the rumor, okay? But... When far or when uh, Rogers was doing the Ford commercials, and you know there was some of the guys on the sidelines were asked to do uh, some of the commercials with him, and he was just a guy. He was just throwing the football. He was just you know, he was one of the guys. And then Olivia showed up, and he wasn't anymore. It was this attitude, and there were some people that had done some work in Aaron Rodgers' house that Olivia said, yeah, it's nice, but it's, you know, it's not elegant. It's, 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 I don't even remember the description, but it basically was, it was from the Midwest. So it was beneath her and made him rip it out. And suddenly the attitude changed and it just, you know, elevated, you know, over a period of time, but really Aaron Rodgers, his attitude had pretty much been pretty good for the most part for the until the last four or five years 
But you saw the change about the time Olivia Munn showed up. You saw that about that time. And I got to tell you, from my own personal experience with her, and I've told, told you the elevator story a thousand times, you couldn't have met a more arrogant person if you'd go out and try to find one. It, it just, it was wow. So maybe a little bit of that Hollywood seeped in. Uh, that might be the, 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 the best way to describe it. But, you know, it also, it, it's also within the person. You know, you can either take the adulation and just say, I'm appreciative of it. Because I, I always thought that Aaron kind of lost his 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 ground. You know, this whole thing about searching for all this stuff. I mean, granted, he went and met with the Dalai Lama when he was with Dan, Danica Patrick. I understand all of that. You have certain things you can do that are cool experiences. But the boyish charm that Aaron had, he lost with Olivia Munn. That was, that was my opinion. He... he he, there's this naivete, because even back when we went, we went to a concert together years and years and years ago when he was first drafted. He was always smart and very. I'm not going to say very standoffish, but he was. He liked to observe. He liked to, you know, he liked to. To stand back and just take it all in, and then. You could see the wheels turning, you know, so he's always been like that. But he still was that boyish charm and just liked to talk and cut it up. And and that, that with Olivia Munn, kind of ended, in my opinion. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, do it. 877-867-1670. Hey, uh, our friends over at Quick Trip reminding you, look, uh, they are number one. And they don't want to pontificate about it, but they do. They're number one in the country. Number one. Best. And I hate to call them a gas station because there's so much more. But best gas station in the country. Uh, so kudos to them. Congratulations to Quick Trip. Stop in and get yourself some specials, some take-home meals, hot food, cold food. They have everything right there, quick, convenient. They're awesome. I, I just I can't sing the praises enough about Quick Trip. And you still got just a couple of weeks left to get entered uh, by going in and getting some iGogs. You can find all the uh, details on your app if you download the Quick Trip app. But uh, still got a shot at getting those personal watercraft, those Ski-Doo personal watercraft. Not one, but two of them. And get you on the water this summer. So a lot of good stuff going on over there at Quick Trip. Keep checking it out. And uh, when you walk into Quick Trip, tell everybody there, congratulations. You are number one, and you deserve it. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And uh, that's where the show is going to emanate live from. We're going to be at the start finish line of the media center tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that show as uh, we're going to be out and about. 
beginning uh, beginning to head out on the road yet again. But uh, this weekend, I know I'm going to make a stop at some point. Uh, nice ass cigar bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha Entertainment tonight. Or excuse me, yeah, tonight, tonight, tomorrow. And on Saturday, they have different hookahs, different cigars, large, huge walk-in humidor, fine bourbons and whiskey. So i uh, probably see it down there at some point this weekend for sure. Uh, 877, excuse me, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, please uh, go ahead and give us a shout. Um, the uh, Oh, the uh, I posted this over on the, uh, the, the Facebook fan page. And I had said, uh, you know, the, the Budweiser Pavilion put out the Wednesday Night Live uh, lineup, and you got the cheap shots and uh, at the end of the month and Cherry Pie, Glam Band, Toys, Almighty Vinyl, Gen Z, and all that kind of stuff, and some new mixes uh, of bands. And I got questions. I got a lot of questions because uh, we have not uh, talked about Bud Light in a while. And uh, Bud Light, basically, what uh, locally, they uh, they ended up buying the, uh, the rights to the Pfizer Forum, and they bought uh, the rights to Harley-Davidson and the 120th anniversary and the rallies and such. And so they cut out a lot of local spending, and, and that's fine. Look, we've been together for 25 years. We took one year off. Uh, some people seem to think that it's the timing of it because of the Bud Light controversy, and it's not. Look, uh, I will say this. I am not one that necessarily agreed with that decision, but I'll say this, and I mean this sincerely. The uh, Because, of, first of all, it was one can that never hit store shelves, uh, you know, so it is what it is. But um, there's a lot of good people that are Wisconsinites that have absolutely positively nothing to do with the decision of one moron in St. Louis. So um, we just took a year off uh, from advertising with them. But very good friends of mine own, operate, run the Bud Pavilion. And if you don't want to drink Bud Light, that's fine. No problem. If you don't want to drink Budweiser, that's fine. There's other craft beers that are there that are locally brewed, so I don't have a problem with that. But I'm not going to cut out a summer of fun and my friends and such um, just because. So you can do what you want. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But I get a lot of questions about it because we don't have uh, Bud Light anymore. And, you know, timing sometimes is everything. But uh, our friends at Point Brewing stepped up, Steel Tank Brewing stepped up. And we've got great relationships with all these people. As a matter of fact, I was talking to the Budweiser people yesterday. Uh, about this and they're feeling it just like everybody else they they you know can't really express opinions but they're feeling it and they feel bad about everything that's going on and the perception but you know of the use of aunt jemima on and mrs butterworth and the quaker oats guy and uncle ben's and you know we've had a lot of things change over the last few years and it passes you don't like it. You may like it. Who knows? I don't know. But all I say is, you know, don't cut out a, a summer of fun and friends when there's options out there because of. You have an opportunity to kind of stand up and go, this doesn't matter to a certain extent. There's certain things I don't buy, certain things I don't go along with. I'll agree with that. But I just kind of wanted to set the record straight because people ask me all the time, was that the timing of the situation? And it really wasn't. It had nothing to do with it. So there you go. Rob Reichel, next. I want to talk with him about this Packers roster, about this Packers team, about is this possibly a better Packers team? I, whatever. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.